Chapter 77 The Great Heidelberg Tun Now comes the bailing of the case. But to comprehend it aright, you must know something of the curious internal structure of the thing operated upon. Regarding the sperm whale's head as a solid oblong, you may, on an inclined plane, sideways divide it into two kuons, whereof the lower is the bony structure, forming the cranium and jaw, and the upper is an unctuous mass, wholly free from its bones, its broad forward end forming the expanded vertical apparent forehead of the whale, at the middle of the forehead horizontally subdivided this upper kuon, and then you have two almost equal parts, which before were naturally divided into an internal wall of a thick, tendinous substance. The lower subdivided part, called the junk, is one immense honeycomb of oil, formed by the crossing and recrossing into 10,000 infiltrated cells of tough, elastic white fibers throughout its whole extent. The upper part, known as the case, may be regarded as the great Hindelberg ton of the sperm whale, and as that famous great Terence is mystically carved in front, so the whale's vast, palliated forehead forms innumerable strange devices for the emblematical adornment of his wondrous ton. Moreover, as that Heidelberg was always replenished with the most excellent of the wines of the Rhinish valleys, so the ton of the whale contains by far the more precious of all his oily vintages, namely the highly prized spermaceti in its absolutely pure, lipid, and odoriferous state. Nor is it this precious substance found unalloyed in any other part of the creature, though in life it remains perfectly fluid, yet upon exposure to the air after death it soon becomes concrete, sending forth beautiful crystalline shoots as when the first thin delicate ice is just forming in water. A large whale's case generally yields about 500 gallons of sperm, though from unavoidable circumstances considerable in its spilled leaks and dribbled ways, or it is otherwise irrevocably lost in the ticklish business of securing what you can. I know not what that fine and costly material the Heidenberg ton was coated within, but in superlative richness that coating could not possibly have compared with the silken pearl-colored membrane, like the line of a fine pelisse forming the inner surface of the sperm whale's case. It will have been seen that the Heidelberg ton of the sperm whale embraces the entire length of the entire top of the head, and since, as has been elsewise set forth, the head embraces one-third of the whole length of the creature. Then, setting that length down at 80 feet or a good-sized whale, you have more than 26 feet for the depth of the ton, when it is lengthwise hoisted up and down against the ship's side. As in decapitating the whale, the operator's instrument is brought close to the spot, where an entrance is subsequently forced into the spermaceti magazine. He has, therefore, to be uncommonly heedful, lest a careless, untimely stroke should invade the sanctuary and wastingly let out its invaluable contents. It is this decapitated end of the head, also which is at last elevated out of water, and retained in that position by the enormous cutting tackles, whose hempen combinations on one side make quite a wilderness of ropes in that quarter. Thus much being said, attend now, I pray you, to that marvelous, and in this particular instance, almost fatal operation whereby the sperm whale's great Heidelberg ton is tapped.
Thanks for listening to Moby Dick Pod. If you've liked what you've heard so far, consider subscribing or leaving us a rating on Apple Podcast. And as always, thanks for listening.